Hey all of you out there in Eorzea, welcome to She Heals I Tank, your weekly Final Fantasy XIV podcast. Today is Tuesday, November 21st, and this is episode 99 of the shit podcast. We Gretzkyed it. We're up to 99. I made like three Canadians really happy with that reference right now. All three of our Canadian listeners? Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm your host, Vegan Pete. That's me. And over here is the lovely... Hey guys, Avi Ale here, giving Pete the side eye. He's like in a really interesting well, You mood. always make fun of me when I just read my intro. I was trying to make it a little bit different. It's it's less of the reading and more of the um, tone of your voice and the inflection and the way you say your words. That's just the way I sound. I don't know what to tell you. It's so not the way you sound. This is Pete podcast sound. Regardless of you Re- making fun of me. Regardless of you making fun of me. Thank you for being here. Thank as you for always, being here. Avi. As always, Vegan Pete. <laughs> this is my normal voice when I'm trying to talk so people can understand me. Oh, see, I never hear that voice. This is the only Otherwise, time. I'm just a mumbler. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, yeah, thank you for coming. Um, uh, we're doing a little podcast here. You don't yeah, talk that. like that either. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? That's how bad at impersonations I am. I can't even himself. impersonate myself. <laughs> and we learned I can't do impersonations with my French accent. It was last episode. Was, I don't know what that accent was. <laughs> Well, thank you to everyone joining us here live on Twitch. We're on the Adamantoy server. If you ever want to join us, uh, get your glamour on stream, do a little dance, whatever floats your boat. And thank you to everyone listening via the podcast. A couple of you answered my call last week and left us a rating. The new ratings pushed us from 29 to 31, Avi. So still an odd number, but we broke through to the 30s. And I'm going to be okay with that, even though it's an odd number. It's uh once we get up to like 37, then I'll start being like, okay, we're so close to 40, we need to push it up again. Oh, okay. That's how I my brain works. In a very odd sort of way. It's all right. I it's get like it. once you can see the next level, you just want to get there. Ah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Good stuff, Bobby. Uh-huh, totally. I completely am trying to make a conversation out of this. Point. And we had one new subscriber last week. It was Punk Nil. And we appreciate that sub. You'll be getting your name on our subscriber wall. And that we should be debuting in December. So everyone who is a subscriber by <laughs> December 1st will get their name on it. It's, Pete's going to have to buy all the pieces for it yep. and cut them all. I'm on it. Mm-hmm. The big news this week is patch 4.15. And that just hit last night or earlier this morning. We also have news on the feast, brothels in Final Fantasy XIV, and much, much more. Before we get to that, though, it's time for everyone's favorite segment. Greenleaf Minute. It's the Greenleaf Minute. You told me not to set you up after that. <laughs> I was typing and doing things. I'm, I'm not good at multitasking today. Um, so this Greenleaf segment has to do with decorating your house and or apartment. You know, all similar kind of decorating Miss, you do. Um, with the uh, recent kind of lull in content, I personally spent quite a few hours and quite a few million gil uh, redecorating the main floor of our FC house. Um, if you are here with us on Twitch, then you'll see how incredibly awesome it looks. That's a little toot toot. My horn. You beat. just farted? No, that's my horn. Oh. I tooted it. Toot toot. A little toot. Toot toot. Um, so what I want to talk to you guys about was the blank partition, uh, blank wall partitions. 
um, and how you use them and how you apply wall coverings to them so that they're no longer blank. Um, I didn't quite understand how to do it, and so I figured it'd be a good Greenleaf Minute to share, because I'm obviously not alone. I definitely don't know how to do it. Right. You've explained it to me like three times, and I still don't understand. <laughs> so, what you do is, the first thing you do is you place your partition, which there are different um, styles you can get. Um, and to place it, you do like you would any other indoor furnishing item, so that's simple enough. I'm not going to go and explain. I mean, I guess I could do a Greenleaf on how to place... Indoor furnishing items, but I think you'll figure that out. If you if you can find the housing button. Maybe you should do a YouTube tutorial. No, those already exist. All right. So it's simple enough. So once you place your indoor furnishing or uh, indoor partition. Well, thank you. <laughs> and then you can use any wall covering that you would like um, that you can use inside your house in order to cover it. So the only caveat is that one wall covering will only cover one blank partition. So normally in so a house... So are you buying a thing where you can like normally put on your entire wall and it covers the whole thing, but you can yeah. use it just on that partition? On a single partition. So that can get really expensive depending upon what sort of walls you're doing. Um, if you'll see, um, what I did in my house is I put in a, a stone fireplace and then on each side of the fireplace, I put a blank partition and then I used the mason work interior wall, which had to go on each of those. Um... Which I crafted. I know. You guys You guys should have seen this. Avi was in here playing by herself. By the way, you played for like eight hours straight I that was day, not feeling well that day. And at day. least five hours had to be just decorating. I think four. Four actually playing and four decorating. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and I walk into the room and she like jumps in front of her computer. She's no, like, don't look, don't look, don't look. And I'm like, oh, what kind of porn is she watching? And you're like, and then I hear the noise and it's the crafting noise. I'm like... Holy shit, no, that's even worse than that. porn. You walked in and you said, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like... That's when I thought huh? it was porn. <laughs> like, he like yelled at me like I thought I was doing something wrong. And I was like, well, I wanted to buy the Mason Work interior wall, but there weren't any for sale because I totally would just bought it off the market board. So then I was like, oh, well, let me, let me Google and see what level crafter can make it. And it's like a level 31 uh, goldsmith, I think, which doesn't make sense for Mason Work. But I'm like, oh, I've leveled my goldsmith to like 60 by just doing Grand Company turn-ins. I can totally do that. So I had to buy the main hand and uh, I crafted them. So, sorry to get off track. <laughs> when was the last time you crafted anything before that? Glamour prisms. But how long ago was that? Before they added them to the Grand Company to use seals for them. So that's 4.1, I at think. At least, at least, yeah. Um. Okay, so... Sorry about that. Through all that, you, I still haven't actually told you how to put the uh, wall coverings on your partitions. So what you have to do is place your partition, and then you have to exit from the housing function. This is what was confusing me is because normally within the housing function is how you apply wallpaper. So is this not an actual feature? Is this like it a... is a feature, oh. but it's not a feature that you use within housing. So what it is is you place those items, and it's almost more like a plant, like a like a planter box. Where that you place the planter box there with the housing, but then you have to actually interact with it and add the seeds. Mm. So you have to actually interact with the partitions to lay the wallpaper, in a sense. So that's that's kind of how it works. So once you've placed it, you back out of housing, and then you click it. You have to have the wall covering in your inventory and one for each partition, and then you can place them. Okay. So that's that's. Oh, how that is works. that why a whole bunch of walls in my house have that little white arrow on them? Yes. Yes, that's exactly why. If you have that 
function enabled in game, you're going to see that little white arrow on there. I thought it was just a really modern style wall with arrows on it. Nope. Sorry, Pete. So um, it's a really great feature because you can add a lot of character to your houses um, or, like I said, create like a statement fireplace. Um, it gives you a lot more like a larger molding at the top. Some people even cover their entire all the walls with it. So you can cover windows, you know, like and you can see I use some of the temporary windows, which are like bigger and they give more light. It's just they've added a lot of really fun housing items with the last patch or the patch for the patch. So eventually I'm going to use the float trick which uh, will make it look like they're actually items sitting up on the mantle because you can't actually set items on the mantle with the way it's done. So once I get better at being able to explain how to do the float trick, uh, we'll probably do a Greenleaf segment about that as well. Good stuff, Avi. Uh, do you remember the name of the website you were using to find all your housing items? Oh, it's en enff14housing.com. en.ff14housing.com. I use that site all the time. All right, now it's time for news and notes from around the realm. Too much energy. And in some of the interviews we've been going over lately, Yoshi P has said that the subscription numbers after Stormblood were the highest they've been since launch. I was a bit dubious of that claim, Avi, and figured that they might have been doing a little fuzzy math with their numbers. Mm -hmm. uh, but there was a transcript of the Square Enix financial report earlier this month, and in that they confirmed the numbers as well. And while Yoshi P could get away with fudging some numbers in these interviews, a financial report to shareholders from the CFO and president of the company holds a little more weight, so I'm inclined to believe that you can get in some troubles by yet uh, lying to shareholders. Generally. So you're finally shutting the fuck up for at least one topic? I'm saying right after Stormblood, they were probably had a huge increase in subscribers... I'd like to know what those numbers are now at 4.15. Valid. That's to fair. see if there's a big percentage drop or because we can obviously see on the server that there's not as many people logging on. Mm -hmm. But that could just be like my gym membership. I'm still subscribing. I'm just not going. So they could still be subscribing, just not logging on. That's Pete. Always salty as fuck. So, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, it's their highest subscribers ever. Now, I know everyone's been anxiously <laughs> awaiting the ending of Season 5 of The Feast. Oh my god. And it has ended with Patch 4.15. It's about time. We're not going to go through all the winners, but congrats to all of you. Uh, don't forget to head to the Wolves Den Pier and collect your reward from the Feast Quartermaster. No idea where that guy is, because I've never won. <laughs> of course, as soon as one season ends, the next season starts. Season 6 is underway now and is scheduled to last until patch 4.2, so that's going to be sometime early next year. Uh, now the question will be, is there enough population interested in PvP to support the Feast? And now the new rival wings that hit with patch 4.15, not to mention front lines already. So basically what you're saying to me with your, like, wondering question is, if you really want to try to get that Feast chess piece, now might be the time to do it. If you're winning the Feast and you get the, the really cool chess piece? Um, no idea what you're talking about. Well, other people who play and actually pay attention to gear sets, it's a really cool chess piece. Um, if the competition isn't going to be as steep, maybe now will be your chance to get it. 
if that's your go- end goal in PvP. But do you think a lot of people are going to be feasting, or do you think a lot of people are just going to exclusively be doing the new rival wing? I have no context for an answer to that because I have yet to. I want wings. wild speculation, Avi. How have you not understood yet that I don't wildly speculate? Like it's just not in my DNA. Try to fix that. Fix my DNA? Yes. <laughs> Dick. All right. So rival wings is live right now because we got patch 4.15 overnight and there are two main features with this patch rival wings and the bard's performance action both of you you can't shut up about huh avi my god i am so excited let's start with rival wings since that's the one i'm most interested in uh here are the basics there's going to be two teams in rival wings the ravens and the falcons each side will be comprised of six light parties so 24 players Per side, 48 in total. You'll unlock rival wings by talking to Soft Knox at the Wolves Den Pier and completing the quest, earning your wings. And you'll need to have a job to level 30 to participate. And can you give us a little overview of that? Sure, Arciella says rival wings is kind of fun, but the matches never end and it just feels like tug of war. Yeah, and a game of tug of war that never ends is pretty fucking boring. Yeah, that sucks. Sorry, that's not the overview you asked for, but but having someone who actually had time to play it, I was just kind of like, oh, well, that's not a, doesn't sound fun, doesn't sound like they're going to be taking up too much of the feast. All right, so the overview I think you were actually asking for is that you will be able to queue solo or with a group of up to four players with no role restrictions. You'll also be able to change your job at your spawn point, and the recast timer of your skills will not be reset when you change jobs. Um... In a surprise to pretty much everyone, the Say Party Alliance Yell Shout Free Company Link Shell and Novice Network channels can all be used during Rival Rings. You'll actually be able to talk to one another. And that was a pleasant surprise for me. Yeah. I was like, are they going to pull what they did in the feast and just make you do those stupid emotes and whatever? Mm hmm. A lot of general stuff is very similar to the front lines. Um, you are able to use your mount, but only the single seaters, and you are not able to fly. If you die, uh, you're re- you will respawn at the start point. Um, you'll also be able to use return in order to go back to your start point, and you can recast return as often as you like. However, it can be interrupted, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Can you do that in front lines? I don't know. I've actually never used the I've return never, button in either. PvP. That's kind of cool. Uh, it's like an oh shit button. Um, players who abandon... And Astrologos campaign. Oh, yeah. Astrologos is what they're calling this whole Rival Wings thing. Astrologos. Copy and paste got me on that one. (laughs) So players who abandon it, not including players who join a match in progress or are vote kicked, will receive a penalty and players penalized will be unable to register for PvP duties for 30 minutes. Players inactive for a period of over two minutes will automatically be removed from play. Does the... um. Inability to register for 30 minutes only apply to PvP, or does that go across the board? I would hope it's for across the board. Yeah, that's usually how that goes. So, you just have to log on with your ninja, go invisible, and walk around for 20 minutes, I guess, to get all the rewards. Alright, so what are you actually supposed to do in Rival Wings? Well, each side has a core, and if you destroy the other side's core, you win. Which apparently isn't happening too often right now. Well, it happens. It just takes about 20 minutes. Uh, from what I've heard, it's not happening. Oh. <laughs> um, in the event neither team destroys a core, victory will be decided based on each team's remaining number of towers, uh, the, their towers HP and core HP 
in that order, and there can be a tie. I'm I'm kind of going to say something that you love saying, Pete, is I feel like this would have been much more successful with a test server. <laughs> Probably, like uh, most this, things. Well, this especially sounds like it's very simple things. Like, it's fun overall, but it feels really slow. And the fact that it's almost impossible to kill, to destroy the core kind of is anticlimactic. And I actually think there was a question about a test server in one of the interviews we went over last week, but mm -hmm. I didn't put it into the outline because I thought it was kind of a weak answer. They're basically saying, well, if they have a test server, we can't put everything from the patch on there because we don't want to spoil story or anything like that. I, I'm like, story. well, just leave that off because that rarely has the big problems. You probably have enough Q&A inside yeah. your company to do a fucking single player people campaign. people sign a non-disclosure agreement when they join the... Um <laughs> the test server and sue the fuck out of them if they break <laughs> it. I mean, make it make it so that people cannot share. So, your core is protected by a Magitek field generated by your side's two towers. You need to destroy the other side's two towers to drop the Magitek field around their core so you can start to destroy it. Uh, each tower... So it's kind of like the Lords of Verminion, but you are the minions. I was thinking about this. I didn't want to color your opinion on this at all it sounds just like lords of her minion but you are the minions it's a lot like that in my opinion hmm. um, each tower is enveloped in a magitek field as well that mitigates damage taken by team members and restores their hp players can take advantage of this protection when hard pressed by the opposing team when the match starts the hp of the towers will be displayed after you take down the towers the hp of the core will be displayed uh, someone made a comment that it's actually very much like uh, Dota or League of Legends. And I never played either of those, I, I so I'm not sure. I did play League sure. of Legends. Um, I actually wasn't a fan of it. It's not my type of game. Um, oh, then you're going to love this. Yeah, totally. Oh, my God. I'm never going to play it. <laughs> okay. So those are the basic rules. You're trying to kill the other player's core. You have a couple towers to take down. That's yeah. the main objective. You can't actually, win just by killing the other team. No, actually, like, what you just described, if I didn't know you were talking about Final Fantasy, I would think you were talking about League of Legends. It's it's legit trying to, like, almost snag players who, who enjoy that game and to stop them from playing that if they're already in Final Fantasy. I mean, Yoshi has talked about getting into the eSports stream and uh, whatever. And it seems like they've tried a couple times with a bunch of swings and misses. Yeah. Um. So... Players can deploy three types of powerful machina in battle. Before they can be deployed, however, players must obtain Ceruleum, also known as CE. That's what they're calling it. That's the abbreviation for it anyway. Ceruleum stores can be built by collecting tanks in the field or defeating enemy team members and mammoths up to a maximum of 100 units. I'm sorry, baby, but I have to do the thing that you always hate that I do. Talk? Isn't it, isn't it Machina? I don't know. I've always called it Machina. Machina, Machina. Machina. I'm just going to call them mech suits from now on. Okay, that works. <laughs> um, so up until this point, I was actually pretty okay with how they've been implementing it. Uh, I do like objective-based PvP, which I've talked about. I enjoy like if we actually had like a tower or a keep to occupy instead of just kill. Right. Um, but I'll take what I can get. Um. But what we're about to go over with the, what do you call it, Machina? Yeah. Um, seems clunky and unnecessary. Um, hey, wait, do you remember, sorry, all I can think of when we talk about these Machinas, there was a cartoon when I was growing up, 
And there were like soldiers who would climb into the machinas like this and fight. My my brother and I had like all the little action figures. Do you remember like, that? Like uh, Pacific Rim. But like in the 80s. <laughs> ballista. You got to kill the kaiju. Um. So yeah. <laughs> Is it ballista? There is a hangar terminal located near the starting area for each team from which the mechs can be deployed. Accessing a terminal will display a unique UI containing information on available machina. So that's the part that starts to seem a little clunky. Like you have to go back to your base to get one of these mech suits to put on. When we were just in the dark about this, I thought maybe at some point some mech suits would just drop and basically you have to race to them and fight each other to get to them. Yeah. That seems a little more fun to me than just collecting ceruleum and paying to get your mech suit. But the different types of mechs are as follows. First up, we have the Cruise Chaser, which is a fast-moving machina with little defense that can do lots of damage to infantry and other mechs. It's going to cost 50 CE, has 30k HP, and 6 can be out at once for each alliance. So if each alliance is using 6, there can be 12 out, which I'm instri- I haven't been in it yet. Okay. So I'm curious how big this map really is uh-huh. and how big or small it will feel when you have all these mechs in there. That is true. And it has three actions that you can do while you're using it. We're not going to be going over all the actions, but they're pretty self-explanatory if you read the patch notes or just play and read the description. Up next is the Oppressor. I found the, the com- cartoon. I'm sorry. That was most important to me. It's the Centurions. All right. Well, I'll post that video in the show notes, Avi. So anyone who else who nerds out like me and is like, what is this 80s show that Avi is talking about? It's the Centurions. Is it a show? or it a cartoon it, it TV looked, show. It looked like a G.I. Joe. It was G.I. Joe-like, and they had little G.I. Joe, the small G.I. Joe-style action figures, and they would go into like an exoskeleton kind of robot thing. But yeah, that's my brother and I like that show a lot. And I'm old. The Oppressor is next. Uh, it's a big bulky mech that is slow but has a lot of HP and can do a lot of damage to the towers and the core. This also costs 50 CE, but it has 75 HP and only two can be deployed at the same time from each alliance. This is sounding more and more like Lords of Verminion. And it has two actions that can be used while you're playing it with it. Playing it, not with it. Ooh. Diddle that oppressor. Um, the last mech is Brute Justice, and it's the best of both worlds, Avi. It's fast-moving, has lots of HP, and does damage to both players and structures. Again, it only costs 50 CE like the others, but it has 150k HP. Two can be deployed at the same time, but you only get two uses for the entire match. Mm. So with the other ones, once it gets killed, you can summon another one if you have the CE to be able to summon another one. Cool. Um... Brute Justice is only available after you lose a tower, so it's designed to be a boost to the losing team, or currently losing team. Mm-hmm. And after reading this, I feel like taking down the other team's towers to like 5% before killing one would be the way to go, so they don't have that Brute Justice right away. Like if you're kicking their asses, just take them down, both down to 5% and kill one, see if they waste their Brute, brute Justice, burn that down if it comes out, and then do the same to the other tower, and you're going to win. Pete knows all. Theory crafting. <laughs> uh, Brute Justice has three abilities that can be used while you're playing it. Okay. The Machina cannot be healed and they do not have HP regen. Uh, which is even more reason to burn them down if they come out. RCLS says you're not smart. That would be 
too smart. Too smart. I still like think that they said <laughs> you're not smart. That's how biased you are against me. I know, me. I'm such a jerk. Oh, I thought they were being sarcastic, though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they still were, but I just read it wrong. Okay. I'm I'm afraid I'm getting sick right now. Just So whatever. like I said, each uh, mech has some actions available, uh, but there is some resource management to use them. So once again, this is getting into, it's a little clunky for me. I'm not even listening to you, so it's cool. <laughs> no, I am, kind of. Uh, so each ability will use a certain amount of what they're calling EP. And they did say, What's EP? they didn't say what EP stood for. I'm, uh, I'm assuming energy points. That's exactly what I would have said. Um, a resource that can only be restored by using the Cerulean refill action. A Cerulean refill will cost you 25 CE. It's kind of like refilling their battery. And if Machina are not your thing. Machina you, even. You can use a steam cannon. I'm going to start. So like steampunk kind of style? Like with the goggles and stuff? Uh, makes me think of a penis. Why? I'm going to shoot my steam cannon at you. No. No. Just no. It's warm. No. Um, there's a steam cannon near each team's core. No. Mine's near my core, kind of. No. While it cannot be moved, it is a powerful weapon that may prove to be useful in deterring enemy forces. So you can just stick on that steam cannon all fight, I guess, if you want. See, that's funny if you were actually making a joke, a dick joke, finally. Everything I say is a dick joke. No, that, that last one, went, but the last one, you weren't even going there, but it was funny. Guess what? Chicken butt. There's more. <laughs> it's not just a steam cannon. There's mammoths. Of course there are, because this is like life-size Lords <laughs> of Verminion. Um, so there are two types of mammoths that will be released from your core. And they will start heading to the enemy's towers and I core. shoot mammoths out of my steam cannon. Yeah, you do. You better get that looked into, Beba. There is a melee and a ranged mammoth. And they're coming for your core. They will not engage enemy players. They just do damage to the towers and the core. However, if you kill mammoths, and I'm assuming it's only the other team's mammoths, then you'll get CE. Can you imagine if you like yes. launch your own mammoths and then just kill all those fuckers and be like, I got CE. Be like playing <laughs> lemmings all over again yes. and sending them to their death. So it could be worth protecting your mammoths based on how much damage they actually do to the other towers. There's still more, Avi. I got it. It's like ends. an infomercial that never ends. Oh, my. A power generator is located at the center of the map. Combatants from each or from either team can take control of the generator by interacting with it. While the generator is under a team's control, the stores of Cerulean for all of its alliances will gradually replenish. There's more. Soaring. There's a new thing called soaring. When you defeat <laughs> an enemy, team member, I was doing that on purpose, <laughs> your party receives the soaring enhancing effect. This effect can stack up to 10 times. How many? 10 times. What? Increasing all party members' damage dealt and HP restored via healing magic while also reducing damage taken. However, each time a party member is knocked out, half the party's current number of stack will be lost and awarded to the party of the opposing fucking team. So this kind of seemed like Sorry. this version, this is Rival Wings version of the adrenaline, but instead of like having your own personal limit break, you're just getting increased damage for yeah. yourself. Yeah. All right. That's, that's pretty much it. Now the rest is just kind of 
side stuff, like the UI. There's going to be a UI element to display the deployment of mechs by allies or the enemy and the number of units of cerulean stored by your party and it will also display the number of stacks of soaring accumulated by your party. So there will be something on your screen so you can see all that stuff. Of course, that's kind of how the game works. There's a lot of things in this game where you think it should be there, but it's not. Maybe you. <laughs> like Re a glamour system. Re that's different than like an active game. Like when, when you're doing a fight or something, all that information is available. All right. Rewards. The most important part. You will get PvE experience, PvP experience, wolf marks, and if you're above level 50, you'll also get Allegan tombstones. Get all the things! All the things! That's not really, eh. <laughs> what do you mean, eh? Eh. Eh. Does that not, like, get your juices flowing? Does it not make you a little wet? Does it not put a little dick in your, little dick in your blood? <laughs> little blood in your dick? Can't talk tonight, Ollie. That's disgusting. <laughs> um, does it not get you excited for Rival Wings? Not at all. Those rewards? Nope. Well, there's also a mount that you can get after 100. Yeah, wins. it looks like a Transformer Gorilla. That's kind of awesome. It is. But you gonna do it? No. The Transformer Gorilla. Dude, if I was gonna do any horrible. Like, running of the game for a mount, it would be the 1,000 Mentor Roulettes, because I want that two-seater Pegasus Unicorn, but I'm not about to do that. I don't think I've even, I've never even ran one, because I'm like, I don't like people, so I don't do it. Do you think you could teach a new group any Extreme Primal? I don't know. Because that's no. what I usually get when I try. Yeah. Um. Do you get... A bonus every time you do the mentor roulette, or just the first time, one time a day? I think you only get the bonus for doing it one time a day. See, if they give you a bonus every time you did the mentor roulette, then I would be like, all right. Yeah, so RCL says to get that cool gorilla mount, uh, you need 100 wins. Right. So if every match is taking 20 minutes now. That's a long fucking time. I'll be interested to see, since there's so many people involved in this. She even did the math. If, 33 hours of winning. If there's going to be any sort of win trading going on. Is RCL a she? Did I just call it he a she? I don't know. Did you just assume her her gender? Their gender. I apologize if I assumed wrong. RCL. Oh, and losses don't count. It's not just 100 times running it. Yeah, losses do not count times. in 100 wins. Ooh. Not fun. Nope, I'm good. All right, what were you going to read about now, Pete? Uh, I'm tired of reading, so it's your turn. Because this is the thing that you've been looking forward to, Avi. You were like, oh my god, Pete. I can't wait for performance action. <laughs> now I nailed that impression of you. Oh, okay. Can't deny it. That was brilliant. It was so me. Like, it's hard to tell us apart now. It's just the facial hair. Take my hair down. Oh god, no. Just like you. <laughs> oh, and my hair is just so much better than yours. Alright, so performance action is um, the new song creating, composing, I guess, ability for Bard. In order to access this, you will need to be at least a level 30 Bard and have completed the job quest, A Song of Bards and Bowmen. If you meet these requirements, then you can pick up the quest called Plucking the Heartstrings aw, from Simpkin in Old Griddanya, and that will unlock performance action. So basically what you get is a bunch of musical notes 
that you can use to fill up your heart hot bars with. Your heart bar? Heart, well, they're heart strings on your hot bars. Um, and then you can start, you know, playing songs. Or as Pete likes to say, annoying the shit out of everyone. I haven't even heard anyone do it yet, and I'm already annoyed because... Because you're a dick. Because I went to look at Reddit, and like all the fucking things on the front page are people posting their videos of playing answers and shit. (laughs) And I don't care. I can go on YouTube and see a whole bunch of music, good music, that creators are making of Final Fantasy songs. Yeah. And that's the thing. We're only supposed to be creating Final Fantasy yeah, songs. Yeah, you're, you're not supposed to create any third-party uh, music because of, like, trademarking issues. Um, but you know people are totally doing it. So yes. they can do it in-game. They just can't share it outside of game. But what if someone films you doing it, huh? Then that person's a dick. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, if anyone's actually really into this, be like Chili and do it in your mog home. Not in uh, Limsa or Kugani. Yeah, like Master Where everyone just, you know, can... Do it by yourself. Yes. <laughs> or not. No. Do it in Chili's house. Like, oh, go that's to right. Chili's Good. mog home. And masturbate. I mean, performance action. I mean, if you're talented, you can do both at the same time. A liar usually takes two hands, so that would be quite impressive. Got to work out that tongue, obviously. And that flexibility. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yes. Uh, RCL just mentioned you can't macro the songs, uh, which they call lame. I say if you are able to macro it, then you only have to make it once and not actually perform. Mm -hmm. So the fact that you actually have to hit the buttons each time you want to do it. Yeah, you actually, I I can see people actually having like notepads in front of them and like writing out like basically the songs. And and one of our FC mates said, yeah, I had to like pull out sheet music again and (laughs) remember how to read it. I'm like, that's actually kind of cool that it did that for you. I thought that was kind of neat. And that way it should cut out the people who just want to annoy people by macroing it all the time. Yes. And just limit to limit it to the people who are probably actually good at music. Which means that a lot of people will not use this. <laughs> like, it's going to be probably, uh, not pop, probably, it'll be popular right now when it's new. And then in two months, it'll be just the few people who are good at it. And that's about it. But they're going to add new instruments, Avi. Well, I think it's actually really great for like the stage reborn and the groups like that. I can definitely see that helping. That it out. opens up, you know, I feel like it was something for groups like that. Yeah, I can definitely see that because then they'd be able to, you know, if they were doing a previous Final Fantasy, they could do their own music yeah. from that. Can you series. imagine one person sitting there and playing all those songs the whole time? Like that would take like a, a bard? Well, but I mean like that would take a lot of effort. That's a lot more than typing emotes and, and lines. Yes. So you can copy and paste that. You can't copy and paste the it's a lot more than just typing emotes, which has to do with our next story, Avi. Mm-hmm. Something that made the rounds this week, and something I made you do because I didn't care that much. Yeah. Brothels in Final Fantasy fourteen. So yeah, this is something that um, I've seen videos for it about this story on uh, Facebook, and um, it's an article from Kotaku.com. And when I first read the title "Brothels in FFX of IV," I was like, "No, I, I don't, I don't want to write this, Pete. Um, brothels aren't really like historically known for being all that great to women, and I didn't really want to perpetuate their workings in a game I like." But then I read the article, and you compl- well, we'll get your opinion afterwards. Yeah, we had two different, very, very, different, very different takes. Very different takes on this. Um, 
And first of all, I just want to point out that I am responding to this article as someone who does not ERP, but I personally do not have anything against anyone who does. If you enjoy doing or find pleasure in ERP, that is completely your choice and I am fully for it. Um, in short, basically, the writer interviewed a, a player named TP and who is the originator of the Love Den on Hyperion. And they also interviewed another courtesan that is a real-life mother of a toddler and a certified dominatrix, which I didn't realize was something you actually got certified in. Like, she's legit. So, uh, I don't know, according to her. I'm pretty sure it wouldn't be that hard for me to set up a certification for just about anything. No, I know. It wasn't that. It was simply the fact that the certification existed. I thought you just were like, I'm a dominatrix now. Like, there wasn't, you know. Anyway. Um, I'm going to need to see your dominatrix card, miss, I, before I let you start whooping on my ass. Right? That's kind of, yeah. So they, of course, um, talked about what they do and what they don't do. And uh, they, they pretty much do all things. Um, and they said that most fetishes are provided for and that they view a majority of it as like an outlet to challenge their erotic writing. This was like teepee. She said her goal is to make your fetish come through as if it is hers as well. Like she's writing so well in response to you and mixing the emotes in that that's just awesome. Um, I like that she views it as a challenge and it's enjoyment for the madame, the person who's interacting with the person who's paying for it. Um, and I think that's really great. I think, I think it's really cool. And it's not like they have to do this for a living. It's not like they're forcing to sell their bodies. It's something they're, they're doing with their mind. It's, it's kind of the equivalent of like phone sex, except it's just in game. And so there's more of a fantasy element to it. Um, it's all paid for in gill. And that makes me feel like it's just an additional way to play this game. You're not going to get viruses on your computer or your body. Can't get viruses from phone sex. From porn, though. Downloading porn, you can get viruses on your computer very oh, easily. You're years, you're years behind in the porn game, obviously. Or you're paying a bunch of money for it. And I mean, I, I completely see nothing wrong with this. And there's honestly not even able to be any actual nudity. It's all just wordplay. It is no different than reading smut. What if they're asking for dick pics? They they can't. They can ask for them. But they can't be provided. Oh my god, I can't type my email into this. That's not how this works. <laughs> that's not how, at least the ones that the person was talking about, that's not how this works. This is in-game only. This only exists in Final Fantasy fourteen, And that's what I think is so great about it. And like one of the things they say is, um, you're not allowed to ask what the sex of the player is. So you could very well be thinking you're talking to a cat girl and it could be a guy. Oh, I understand that from like the courtesan's perspective or whatever. You want to please the customer. And if the customer that walks in is a Makote, you're going to treat him like a Makote. No, no, no. And vice versa. They're not allowed mm. to ask you the direction. Mm. The only thing they said that they did not want to do was um the age game. Like they, did, they wouldn't play age fetishes, like l younger little girls and stuff. Like They old. said they did do that. No, I read they did not. I read they did. Give me the link, Pete. We'll look at it again. I read they did not do that was the only thing I read it as specifically the only thing they don't do. See, I read it as like someone wanted H play and I just laughed and I did it. That was one the person said they normally don't do it, but then one time they did it. That was how that was written. I'm not gonna pull that up because I remember that. So that's the whole weird thing to me is like, alright, I get it. You meet some friends on Final Fantasy fourteen and you do this ERP with each other. You know, hopefully 
by talking to the person, you get a good idea of what age they are. Like, you can kind of tell. Why does it matter? Because it's kind of gross if you're doing it with a fucking teenager. I have a feeling a lot of teenage boys, I'm sure there's teenage girls too, who that's, I still think it's a safe environment for it to happen in. I mean, it, it really is. Because, I mean, what, how is it less gross than a teenage boy stealing his dad's Playboys if you go back in the day? Because you know, you're like, actively doing it with an adult, most likely. You don't know that, though. Yeah, you don't know, and that's why it weirds me out. Okay. So so you're you're against glory holes since of the whole not knowing thing? I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's actually mm, thinking about that. I think I'd be able to find an 18 and up glory hole. You can't know. That's the whole thing is that you don't know. You got to trust the owner. <laughs> of the bathroom? The bathroom, pool hall, wherever it may be. <laughs> it's all about trust. And I just don't know if I could trust anyone what? online like I can trust my pool hall, glory hall <laughs> manager. Um, I still, I see nothing wrong with it. I, I mean, I just, I don't. I think I'm okay for ERP. I don't think we should have a brothel for it. I don't care. I think it's a different way to play the game. I see it as being, it's no different than the stage reborn, except that it's porno stage reborn. That's it. It's like, there's still a form of movie. It's a form of entertainment. It's just erotic entertainment. And honestly, depending upon the level that you pay for, it could be triple X rated or it might just be like R rated. Because again, there's no actual nudity. Okay. So I'm going to have to role play Chris Hansen. Who's that? You know, that guy who did uh, To Catch a Predator. Oh. I'm going to have to role play him and get into one of these brothels and see what I can trick them into doing. But you don't know the age of anyone, so you can't, your whole... No, I'm going to be like, I'm 13. That's dumb. Suck it, bitch. They say it's a lot of them are 18 and up, so I'm not sure how they check that, but... We'll find out. We're going to make Final Fantasy fourteen to catch a Predator edition. I'm not. Oh, I said we. No. We're doing this I'm shit I'm completely against that. I think it's bullshit and I think it's stupid. You're, you're going to help me be bait. You're going to be like, this is my son. He's 13. He needs to get his rocks on. No. Come on. It will bring us closer as a couple. Nope. Nada. All right. Is oh, okay. So RCLA asks, is there an age in the FFXIV terms of service? I don't think so. Well, I mean, people let their kids play all the time. I and that's kind of why. <laughs> that's why there's a profanity filter. That's why there's a profanity filter, and I I forget what kind of uh, rating it gets. I don't know if it's mature or teen, but uh, they basically say there's online elements that they can't. You know, control, control or monitor yeah. all the time. So no one under the age of 13 may play the game. All right. So even a 13 year old's like, I don't want. I still think 13 year olds have dirty minds and they're going to, they can watch the difference of it being, I see no difference in it being porn or if it's being a person they're talking to because they could also go on to the online women with their video cameras and stuff like that. The like live porn. What's the difference in them watching? Gotta pay for that. They gotta pay to play this game. <laughs> So you're okay with the kid who wants to watch the porn, and then you... No, I you, feel like this is better than that. And then you walk in on the kid who's ERPing with some old dude. But you don't know. It could be another kid. Everyone on the internet's an old dude, okay? <laughs> no. It's a good rule to live by. Uh, don't get tricked. 
I feel like this is the safest environment for a kid to do that. Like, I'm not, I don't know how this got to, like, kids, uh, being at all about kids is what you seem to focus on. I think it's just a safe environment for anyone to do that sort of erotic role-playing. Like, it's the safest possible environment. I don't mean to be the Simpsons church lady. Oh, my God, someone think about I the know, children. But you are. But I am. You, you totally are. All right. Besides decorating, did you do anything of note this week in game, Avi? Wait, wait, Arceola just said 13-year-old vegan Pete probably wanted to get his rocks off, too. Why are you cock-blocking the, cock the kids, Pete? Because kids just be doing it in real life. No! Yes. No! Yes. So wrong. No, so, nope. You teach them. This is how you do it. This is how you be safe. How is that not safe? They're gonna get attached. Now you're just talking bullshit, because I can tell because you're getting your weird, like, swanky voice that you get when you're trying to, like, spin swanky shit. Swanky voice? Because they're just doing the thing. <laughs> you get, like, a little Christopher Walken twang to your voice. Don't make me try to do that impression. I don't. All right. Anything of note this week other than decorating, Avi? Uh, I was leveling my white mage. Any fun? Um, yeah. I I seem to be, like, the master of getting... Snow cloak with a brand new tank. I swear, I've done that run healing with a brand new tank more than any other dungeon where I have to like, and that's the one fight, you know, where you've got the, the snow monster and they got to point the cone. Mm -hmm. So it's actually like the tank has to understand how things work. Yeah, I was, I ran Or you tank. just have fun and shoot it at people. That's what I ended up just telling them to do. I was like, go to the corner, just we'll dodge. Just we'll dodge. It's okay. But this guy like didn't pull more than three mobs at a time and it was a very long run nobody died it's fine but it was whew, long chili says more like a wanky voice pete not a swanky voice <laughs> and arciella's on my time my team she says i'd rather see i'd rather some 13 year old do the nasty in a chat room than get some chick pregnant that's why i say you got to teach him how to be safe yeah but then you're telling them to go do it in the real world which means, like, if you're just teaching them, they're not getting their rocks off. They're learning from you, I guess, and then going and actually getting a chick pregnant instead of just talking to somebody about it. But if a 13-year-old wants to have sex, they're going to have sex. I know, but did you So you should be teaching them anyway. It, okay. That's teaching someone and giving them space to be sexually curious is totally different. Did you ask your mom questions about masturbation? No, that's what school was for. No, it's not. <laughs> that's what I'm saying is this isn't about teaching. This is about experience. I didn't need to ask any questions. I figured that shit out quick. Okay. This, but this is about having a free, safe space. It's the safest possible space for anyone to have that kind of relationship with someone. That's it. No, I'm not into it still. ERPing's fine. I don't like the brothel element. It's literally just a communal place to do it. That's all it is. So we're bathhouses. That, uh. <laughs> all right. I didn't really do much this week. What I did have was a leveling roulette run. And I was already five beers in. I was just hoping to get it done quick. We got... Sounds like our Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, kidding. <laughs> whatchamacallit. That one where you have the shifting sands that you go through... Oh, yeah, with the ants. Yeah, the ant that you have to kite around. I got that one. And I hate that one. I was Colors a, Cry? Color, colors, Cutters Cry, cutters that's cry. It. I so, knew a name of a thing, kind of. 
we get in and we're doing it's a long one too. Going pretty fast, and the tank pulls. And I don't know if he got out of LOS for the healer for a minute or whatever, but he ended up dying. So all the aggro started to go to me and the other DPS. So we're right next to the next shifting sand. So we just click on that and go to the next room. But then the tank can't get through. Well, the tank can run and get to the next room. Okay. But then the healer starts to bitch about us skipping mobs. Okay. That we're not getting her her XP. She didn't queue for this because she wanted to skip everything. She wants to get her HP. So I say, well, it's too late now. Like, we just got to keep on going. Can't go back. And then I, I think we did it on the next Shifting Sands as well. Just to be a dick? That sounds like something you would do. I don't remember how we got to that point, to be honest. But then she says, vote kick me. I'm not going any further. And then I do not give in to terrorists, so I said, we're not going to vote kick you. Okay. And, you know, it's that hill. Once we had a couple beers and someone's being a bitch online, you start to call him a bitch. No, you're just an asshole. Tell him just to finish the fucking thing and then we can get over this. You're just an asshole at that point, Pete. That's not like, you know, when you. No, that's when Pete. And I can't believe that our tank stayed with us the whole time while this healer. Was he talking at all? Uh... In the beginning, he talked a little bit, and then he kind of just stood there. Probably sat back and just laughed at you guys. Maybe. And I had an FC member with me. He was laughing his ass off in Discord from what I was saying to this person. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah. And then I think the tank started to get... uh, Annoyed? I don't know about annoyed, but just bored. I'm amazed she didn't, like, report you for harassment. I mean, I wasn't antagonizing her. I I was nice in the beginning, being like, come on, if we just do this, we'll get through it a lot faster. Like, we're not going to vote kick you. Yeah. Like, this, it's just how the run went. I mean, yeah. we died, we clicked on that shifting sands, and then we clicked on the next shifting sands. You missed six fucking mobs, okay? Yeah. This fucking XP is not that great in there. Right. And just wasn't having it, was just sitting down. And, yeah, and then I'm going to call you some names when you're being a little baby. Bitch baby. She didn't like the word bitch. So... She's like, I'm a female. That's really bad. I'm like, eh, I call everyone a bitch. It's not a female thing. Oh, it's more fun to call a guy a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, eventually the tank got bored, I'm assuming, and just vote kicked her. Ah. Uh, so, so at least how I know the tank was on my side. I, I didn't get vote kicked from it. That is so. true. That, well, you weren't the one causing the uh, holdup, I suppose. That was my most memorable run of the week. Amazing. Other than that, I mean, everything was smooth. Rabinasty's smooth. Didn't die one... Oh, I died. <laughs> but we didn't wipe. Right. I was uh, with you. You died a lot. You <laughs> cursed so much that night. I was like, it's just a stack, Pete. It's just a stack. It's okay. Didn't curse as much as you when your screen went all wonky. Oh, yeah. So I, um... I don't know if this is something... I actually Googled it. I don't know for this game, but it's something other people experience when they're using gaming pads is, um, just like Windows, Control, and Alt-Tab keyboard shortcuts somehow being pressed in conjunction while you're playing the game, and then it just fucks up your whole system. My my screen zoomed in all the way and spread across both monitors. <laughs> I couldn't do anything. I was so frustrated. Luckily, we were at, like, the last half of the second boss. This is Robin Astra. And uh, I just was, like, trying to run around and not die. Like... It was even like I, I was playing Black Mage and I, I could start out my rotation and then as soon as I hit fire three, it would go 
fuck you. And the whole screen would like shoot all over the place again. It was very fun to watch. Oh. You suffer through that. So you're such an after asshole. After making fun of me. I wasn't making fun. I just said it's just a stack. And actually, I didn't say anything most of the time to you because I was just like, ooh, Pete's in a mood. Why are you stepping in that shit, Pete? No, I never That's say that. That's what you do. Mm-mm. Only when I'm healing and I wasn't healing you. Um. So, yeah. Those were the two highlights. Just things going wrong. Now it's time for the community roundup, partner. And since we had such a big uh, thing on Rival Wings, I think it's a good time to mention the website PV, PV Piazza. So P-V-P-A-I-S-S-A dot com. And it hasn't been updated for Rival Wings quite yet because it just came out. <laughs> like, that would be insane. But uh, this is a really good website to check out if you're curious about the different forms of PvP. They have a guide for front lines. They have a guide for feast. And they have interviews with players that are really into PvP, which can be pretty interesting. And they have a couple new ones from earlier this month on there. And they're worth the read. And uh, it's a pretty... Pretty well updated site, so I would imagine they'll have something for Rival wing, rival Wings fairly soon. Alright, Avi, not a lot of listener reaction to get this week, but what do you have? Dalton Suter says, She heals I tank, love the episode this week. I always like the Yoshida interview chats because I never read them. LOL. Also, thank you for your service, Avi, and cooking shows rule. Maybe you can do a Twitch stream of cooking, Avi. No. <laughs> Am I going here? And put my computer on a cart or wheel it into the kitchen. That sounds horrible. But you love cooking shows. Wouldn't you want to be on one? I've been on one. I don't want to be on them ever again. Is that still on Netflix? No, it's not. Damn it. <laughs> Avi was on Cupcake Wars? Is that what it was? Yes, I was. I used to own a bakery. We were on Cupcake Wars. Cupcake Wars. So if you uh, download the Girl Scout episode. Girl Scout's 100th anniversary. If you want to see her bake some cupcakes, go check it out. <laughs> and no, we are not getting any money for saying that. <laughs> you don't have to watch the whole thing Spoiler for very alert, long. she didn't win. Yeah, you don't have to watch it for very long. Uh, Brian but it says, wasn't because I wasn't talented. It's because you were serving beer to Girl Scouts. Yes. Brian says, oh my god, Vegan Pete's French accent on at she heals I tank laugh my ass off. There's a lot of offs. Yeah, it was horrible. You want to give him a little preview again, no, Pete? That's not a preview. That's no, a give, replay. Give him a, re a preview of what you did. Or a, yeah, what you did last time. No, it was, it was so horrible. Beautiful. It made people's ears bleed. I know it was glorious. I got a message from the French president saying, "Please never do that again." It was insulting to our entire country. Well, sounds about right. Oh ho ho. <laughs> That's better than your entire thing last time. <laughs> All right, uh, Pierre. Uh, are, so that... sadly, that was my best attempt at a French accent. Didn't work out too well. He just tries to pretend to be Lumiere from uh, Beauty and the Beast. That's I all don't you know got. what that is. Honey, you saw the movie with me. Yeah, and fell asleep during that shit. <laughs> all right. Um... <laughs> So that is going to be it for this episode. As always, we enjoy hanging out with all of you guys here live on Twitch. Thank you for taking time to be with us. We really appreciate it. Um, be sure to hit that follow button so that you'll know when we will be going live. And of course, thank you to everyone listening to the podcast through iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, whatever it is you listen through on with 
here, there, now, whatever. And regardless of what you're listening on, it would mean a shit ton to us if you took a moment out of your day and left Pete a really bad rating or review and told him about how much you missed the beard or how much you wish he would cut his hair or whatever. I don't know. It's always about his hair. Something about his hair. <laughs> how amazing it is. Or how silky smooth it is. They don't know that. They just see the frizz. Oh, yeah, I went there. Huh? Uh-huh. Huh? So, yeah. With uh, Vegan Pete, I am Avi Ale, and we will talk to you guys next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.